old school Paul, new school Justin. Man, y'all still going to school though. <laughs> Sit down, listen up. Father, son, y'all think it's just another one. Fade the Vader, they be grading players, all it's done is Made the piper pay me, and they've been grinding lately Up late, hit the waivers, don't hate the player, hate me It's just a game boy, never gifted one on Christmas Instead I asked for ships to hit everything off my wish list. Check the litmus, do y'all really not get this? Hit this triangular shaped button, I don't want you to miss this but I guess that's really none of my business Me risky free crews with pollen just and just listening Yards after contact and catch, that's a lot of distance The kind of info make me wanna blow opponents kisses But I gotta be clear, there was one key difference Relationship is deep in this vein of ellipses Like how Justin agreed to washing all the dishes I'm just grateful Paul turned the missing to the missus Father son pie, get down on the get down If you don't get it now, then get, get out Father son pie, sit down and get rich now if you're not feeling it now then get get out what's up everybody welcome to the father son fantasy football podcast my name is paul my name is justin and you seen him in his leotard you see i did i seen him in his leotard you did who'd you see in your leotard and not your leotard his leotard who who? my man stompy is back what's (laughs) up stompy so I've been hearing, <clears throat> so Paul, I, I know you see me running in, in your dreams in that leotard, and I apologize for that. Um, and then I've been hearing that you're, you're telling, Justin, you're telling people that this is the most fire intro out there from uh, FF Man Bun. I like it. I like it. I like it. I think it's catchy. I think it's good. I think excuse, I think, excuse the, I, me? Th- I think the Dynasty Diagnostic was a, a very good one, too. But A very good one. But, Get out but, of here. But because, God. because... It's our podcast, and I like our podcast. I'm going to have to go with this one because if I don't like what we have to show, then what, what, what am I doing? You know? like You got to like your own show. You got to like your own shows the most. You yeah, want me to we have, have – we, we have a hashtag coming off of ours. Yeah. That's cool. Hashtag pop the hood, bro. That pop the hood. Was, yeah, pop, hashtag pop the hood. Hashtag fade the Vader. You know? We out here. We doing our own thing. We got our own intro now, and we just started. It came out like a couple of months later, and your guys' intro. But just wait. Once we get more popularity, because it's happening, we're growing. Listen, it's better than our last one, Stompy. You can't say that. Yeah. This one's pretty good. Yeah, that's true. He just wants to bash me. It's all he ever wants know, to do. That's okay. And people want to keep bashing Daniel Jones, but what did he just do Whoa, in the preseason da- week the one? The preseason has started tonight, everybody. Daniel Jones, five for five, 67 yards and one touchdown. A perfect first drive that for the rookie. Was pretty. It was a very that good throw. Touchdown yeah. was pretty. Perfect ball so. placement. Look out, Eli. Your job is on the line, big boy. Whoa. 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 <laughs> That's a giant fan talking right there. All right, so we got my dad's got a little bit of hope now after one preseason drive. You're gonna see it is preseason, everybody. Don't get carried away. Don't you're, get you're carried gonna away. see all these people's draft prices skyrocket or fall based on one week because it's that's what the community likes to do. Am I right, Stampy? You're gonna see overreactions. I mean, uh, I've been seeing it all camp, all off season, so I don't know why this would change. I mean, I would think the hype grows exponentially from these games which is ridiculous because let's be real i don't think anybody's really uh really going to go after daniel jones now nobody's going to be well i doubt it no 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 (laughs) don't point to me very doubt don't point Um, to me no i'm not not gonna go after daniel jones no someone i do want to go after now is nick chubb dad you got news today at duke johnson gone He's free. Duke Johnson got freed. I'm happy for Listen, Duke Johnson. Very good, talented that, player. That's he's good news for Duke Johnson because now he's going to be the RB2 there. Oh, He's yeah. going to take work from Lamar Miller. He's going to take work in a passing we'll game. And that's oh. good news for Chubb. Whoa, we'll see. Whoa. Oh, no, no, I'm not getting to this Duke Johnson debate right now. That's what I'm not here for. I'm not here for anyway, a Duke Johnson debate. I think it's good I, for him. Uh, here, here. Here's the, the, only, the only stat you need to know is they only passed to – Houston only passed to the running back 67 times last season. Question, question. They didn't have Duke Johnson on. Did they have Duke Johnson? (laughs) But where are you going to take the target share from? We're going to take it from tight end, which is non-existent. Hopefully not Kiki, but if Will Fuller misses games, then you know, you can see that it's spread around more. They're going to be behind more this year because they have a harder game schedule, so they'll throw the ball right. more. And they'll get distributed. You get to earn your targets. Regardless, I think it's a positive for Duke right, Johnson. enough about Duke Johnson. Value. This topic is all about the chub. You have a yes, chub? I have a chub right chubster. now. 
How, Should have had one before. I've much, always had a Chubb. How much more valuable <laughs> is is Chubb right here? Who wants to start with Chubb? Well, I think this. So I will give Stompy. He's probably been the highest on Chubb I've seen All out right. of a lot of people, and that's me being a Browns fan. Okay. So you know. So Stompy. I, I, I hate. I hate that so much. So Stompy, what do no, you got to say about my running Stompy, back? Stompy, he was a Giant fan last year, if you remember. Uh, he just and jumped. Then he's gonna be like, oh, I just yeah. followed Odell Beckham oh, Jr. Yeah. I he get it. I get it. Bull crap. I say. I say bull crap. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, go ahead. Honestly, before any of this, I wasn't. I personally wasn't afraid of Kareem Hunt because you're not gonna see Kareem Hunt until Week Ten at the earliest. Mm-hmm. And let's be real, he's probably not going to be in in football shape. Mm -hmm. So you're probably not – I mean, he might get a couple touches here and there in those first couple of games. But Nick Chubb by that time may be leading the league in rushing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And honestly, I would not be surprised to see him lead the league in rushing and surpass like 1,500 yards on the ground. Like, that dude is arguably the best runner in the game. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna keep doing it. <laughs> but I mean, really, and, and and then you can look at like the touchdowns as well. Um, it's a better better offense, more high scoring offense. He's gonna get a lot more goal line carries, and not to mention that he actually does know how to catch the ball. Believe it. Uh, yeah, yes, people don't understand that. That's what I was saying with my dad last year. We took him at the 104 last year in our dynasty rookie draft. Like, dude, this guy can catch the ball. People keep knocking it, but what do you gotta say about his catching the ball abilities? Well, so he had 18 receptions in his freshman year at Georgia. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way that Georgia plays the game with their running backs is they use three guys, usually the guys that are coming in like the freshmen or the pass catchers. So you saw it uh, two years ago with you had Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, but they weren't overly involved in the pass game, especially in 2017. But then DeAndre Swift was. You've seen it with Todd Gurley with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was a pass catcher when Todd Gurley was there. So it's just how Georgia plays, and they don't throw a ton to their lead runners. Um, but we've seen Nick Chubb be able to do it. He had, Like I said, 18 receptions. Um, we saw, like last year, he had a phenomenal catch over the back of – I can't remember who it was, but it was uh, like a highlight reel – highlight reel catch the guy can catch the ball sure he can again and and, and they're bringing in um is it hilliard is that the guy's name hilliard believe, um, um, and yeah. he'll he'll probably take part of that part of duke johnson's role but duke johnson's a, a kind of a unique talent sure and i mean a lot of people forget that in 2017 he was an rb1 in fantasy yep. yes he was rb12 Um, So, yeah, I mean, I don't think you can expect Hilliard to take all of that. And I would expect if Chubb's going to be on the field a ton of time that he's going to get. And I would not be surprised to see him get 40 plus targets this season. I love it. I love it. I I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, he's not up. He's now set up to play in every down back. He really is now with, with Duke Johnson gone. So, like, like you talk about Kareem Hump. Are we worried about Kareem Hump? No, he's not coming back to the second half. Just like you said, they'll probably work him in slowly. So, I'm not really worried about Chubb. So with oh, Duke, Kareem Hunt. Not worried about Kareem nah, Hunt. No, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Without uh, Kareem Hunt. So, with, with Duke gone, Chubb should play more often on third downs and be on the field even more. And I'm going to tell you right now, right now he has moved up to my RB6 off the board, ahead of Le'Veon Bell, ahead of Connor, ahead of Gurley, ahead of Mixon, ahead of Cook. No questions asked. He is a must-start RB1. Must-start. I mean, yeah, I agree. I, you, you honestly, and this might be a little bit of a hot take, you honestly could put Chubb as the – I mean, after – now with the Zeke holdout, after the first three, it kind of gets muddy. Mm-hmm. You could – yes – I see you, Justin. I see your face. <laughs> I know, you I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. You could mm-hmm. see him as the RB4 this season behind those top three. What do you mean? Are... Come on. No. no. I... You, you, guys, you know who David you... Johnson is. Yeah, but you can't say that. I mean, That's fine. He, he, Stompy no. makes right. a good point Listen, right he there. He does. I'm he just could. With, with Duke Johnson going I... right now, Chubb is the man. There's no one there. Against so him, he, he, it's all his. It's all his for the taking. Here's a, here's a question for you, Justin. Oh, I, like I mean, questions. who's in a better offense? 
Nick Chubb's in a more efficient offense. Pace matters. Who's in a better offense? Nick Chubb. The Browns' offense is elite. Okay. I'm a Browns right. fan. I should know this. You're a Browns. Who fan, will be really? a higher scoring offense? The Browns should be a higher scoring offense. Uh, who has less to deal with in terms of pass catchers and skill players around them? That that's that's a uh, a question that you can argue with skilled you know players too. I say skill. I you know what I meant by skill. I know exactly players. what you mean. All right. So what I love Nick Chubb. I love David Johnson. Stompy, I, have, I, I have, love you, Stompy. When I, you come see, on the show, like I love you, Stompy. Listen, five, six, seven. I have right now Zeke's holdouts a little annoying. I have Kamara actually, you know, with David Johnson. You can put Chubb at six, seven. I don't really care. I love Chubb, but. You know, I could say some things about Chubb, but I'm not gonna. One thing Odell Beckham does is help Nick Chubb because this dude faced the tenth uh, most stack boxes in a league last year, and so that should take some and pressure. That's, that's another yeah. argument. For exactly, Chubb. exactly. Like, no, no, no. I, very easily. Yeah. No, I love Chubb. So I'm gonna ask you, Stompy. You know, guys going around Chubb right now. He's probably gonna see him go up to early second round, most likely if people are smart. So James Conner or Nick Chubb, who are you taking? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb or Joe Mixon? I know you like Joe Mixon a lot, but you yeah. Got, Think about it. They lost Jonah, before with, Jonah Williams. Yeah, with the with the a line there. I mean, he was successful, but Chubb is such a good pat or runner. Like, mm -hmm. I got to think with this news, it's got to be Chubb. All right, and then the hardest decision I'm going to have to make in drafts because I am a Dalvin Cook fan. I understand you're not as much as I am, but Dalvin Cook or Nick Chubb. Well, you you know, I took him in the first round and got Fishbowl, right? I think yes. I took him in the second round, actually. Okay, so first round, Nick Chubb in the first round, or no. da Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook. Yep. So you like Dalvin Cook more than Nick Chubb? You're saying? That's tough. That's, um, now, now I it's think, tough. I now think before, tough. just because of of pass catching ceiling, I I liked Dalvin Cook more. I think I might like Chubb a little bit more now. Yep. So we have our first draft this Sunday. It's gonna I, this podcast episode is gonna be out after that. I'm I, going I'm for the glad, ninth, it, I'm no, glad no. it goes after that. I'm going for the ninth pick. I want Odell Beckham in the first round. I don't even care. I'll take an Odell Beckham. So since I have Odell Beckham, would that make you lean Cook over Chubb in the second round? That's the question I have. I think it's a high-powered offense. Doesn't even matter because the Browns are going to, you know, it's the Browns. They're going to score points, and that's that's tough. I I would say ceiling for Cook is higher. Yeah. Floor I, for Chubb is higher. But their ceilings are both close because he said he could lead the league in rushing. Yeah. You want to know who's um, not going to lead the league in rushing though? I I would probably in my first two picks or in my first two three picks I would probably go Chubb there just so for the so high floor. If I had a, like you said similar ceiling. If I had a late pick like I say I had the eleventh twelfth pick and you got you can get Odell and Schuster there. I now with this news I would take one of them wide receivers and I would take Chubb right there on the turn only because the the running back. It's very scarce later on in draft, so you might as well lock in. He's going to be an RB1 this year. You might as well lock in one of them RBs right there. You, you brought up a good point there. I would be going running back, running back, because wow. of the that fact guy. that running back. Okay. Honestly, and I might go running back, running back, running back. Whoa. You can do it. There's a lot of strategies you can do this you year for sure. You can do that, absolutely. And I'll say one thing. Our dynasty league we have with all our home league friends. Who do we have at running back, Dad? Who do we have? I think we have Nick Chubb. We have Chubb. Oh, wait, my wait. Who goodness. do we have at wide receiver? Who do we have? Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham, <laughs> man, look at that. We're big Browns fans, except I mean, for him. I, that changed. I would, I would, if I had the, like the twelfth pick, I would have took wide receiver, wide receiver right but there. Now Chubb's everything an interesting changes choice there. right now. You want to know? It's not an interesting choice and a hard choice for me to do. And Sam, you're gonna love this. I am not oh, taking Devonta God. Freeman at his current cost. There's a point where I will take Devonta Freeman. And Dad, I'm gonna let you go first because I think Stompy and I are gonna get into a little bit of an argument here over here Mom, on Twitter. I know Stompy, Stompy loves has Freeman. been known that he loves Freeman. I. I haven't really made it known, but I am one of those guys who's avoiding. So let me Freeman. go first, and you guys can battle out. I'll so, let you know where he's going in drafts for now. So, so 309, 17th running back off the board. That's, you know, it's fine. So Freeman is b battling with numerous leg and groin injuries, forced him to miss all but two games in 2018. So injuries are always going to be a concern for him. He's a player who runs with reckless abandonment, right, and no fear. Uh, with Telvin Coleman gone, I think Foreman projects to take over as the lead back, which we all know, in one of the best, did you hear me, the best offenses in the, the league, which is Atlanta. 100%. He could bounce back in a big way for fantasy owners. He really could. Yeah. If he can stay on the field. Hmm. Uh, Freeman may lack the, the floor of other third-round picks like a Marlon Mack or even Fournette's injury. injury uh, I disagree with that. He also has proven in the past to have top five upside, so I do like Devontae Freeman this year. What do you What do you disagree with, Stompy? No, 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 this dude. That Marlon That Marlon Mack has a better floor than Freeman. 
I didn't say he. Had, I said, well, yeah, I did. He he may lack the four of them. Well, <laughs> as long as Andrew Luck plays, right now Andrew Luck is battling a calf injury, so right. that seems to be concerned because no one's saying nothing about it, and he's not spotted on anywhere. So that is a big concern because he could have an injury like Kevin Durant, where he's gonna well, rip his ACL. We don't or say that name on this podcast. I'm just saying. So I think Marlon Mack with Andrew Luck is a good fantasy play. And I'm saying Freeman still has top five upside. Really? No. No. no All right. Now no, you, I said no. my piece. Even if Freeman doesn't have top five. What? You two go at it. All right. You stop me. I'll let you go first, bro. Yeah. I'll let you go first. She had the floor. Well, no. I, I want I want to see hear the argument that he doesn't have top five upside. Oh, right. yeah. You're going to say, let me uh, let me, let me tell you what Stompy's going to say. Me and Stompy are on the same yeah. page again. Yeah. So, so it's know. two against one. So yeah, I'm not going to win this argument on this podcast. But I'll let the people decide. Let me tell you what Stompy's going to say. Oh, they have Dirk Cutter now. Oh, they're going to run more plays. More pass happy. I don't, I don't really care about Dirk Cutter. Devonta Freeman's going to get catches out of the backfield. They upgraded our offensive mm-hmm. line. Oh, yep. you know, and guess what? Marlon Mack, I'm not arguing Marlon Mack. I'm arguing a lot of players over Devonta Freeman. Dirk Atlanta Henry, offense. Oh, Marlon Mack. Josh Jacobs. David Montgomery. Nope. The list nope. of Aaron Jones. Oh, yeah, David Montgomery is going to disappoint. No. Oh, Debo. Debo goes out to Derek. Derek. David Montgomery, it will not meet his ADP this year. Uh, well, statement. So, what are you, are you, are you going to mention the 2015 running back one season? I think you are. Right, who's going first? I'm going to mention the three straight RB1 seasons. I got, I got this. I got this. Okay. You're, so, you're telling me in the third round of drafts, you want me chasing what someone did in 2015? I'll tell you something real quick. I'm I'm a young guy. I'm 21. Yeah, you're, um, you're in 2015, young, right. I was a senior in high school. Yeah, we know. Now, guess what? I'm a senior in college. Whoa, so that's difference. times have changed. You know what I'm saying? He used to be running back one. Blah 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 blah. That's what you know. Okay, the ceiling is gone. There's three no three straight. Yeah, three straight. Three straight. There's no more ceiling for Devonta Freeman. The upside doesn't exist anymore. All right. What he did in the past is why he's one concussion away from being out of the league now. He's not the same age. Ah. He's older now. All right. He has yet to reach 5,000 yards in his career. He hasn't even rushed for 1,100 yards in a season yet, and now he's older. And you can say running back one in 2015 for sure, but that was a very low-scoring year for running backs. I had the stats here. The average RB1 score in 2013 was 260. 2014, 256. 2015, when Devonta Freeman was the RB1, 220. Then you go to 2016, that's 266, 261 in 2017, and then 293 in 2018. And as the RB1, he had 301 points. The other years, the lowest one was 341. So he was way below the average scoring. That was a low-scoring year for running back. Okay. And sure, an RB1 in those past seasons. But now he has one concussion away from being done with the NFL. And NFL is a very physical game, especially running back position. You can't deny that. You can't deny he's one head hit away. Who knows what defender is? Vontez perfect in Oakland. I don't think he'll play him this year, thank goodness. But he would hit him in the head. And then you got. Isn't that just true for any running back ever? Not is. when you it have is. as much concussions as Devonta Freeman. The, I mean, the you risk of still the be severity one hit away as a running back. Sure. From I have no interest in drafting the RB one from a few years ago. I just have none. I want players that are going to be good this year. I want what people say. I want tomorrow's news. I don't want a prehistoric museum. Whoa, what? prehistoric! He, he, people thinking that he has upside in where he's going and drafting. Hold on, stop it! You'll get your chance. Hold on. Yeah, people <laughs> saying you you you're saying he has upside where he's going and drafting, which is late third round early fourth round is it's just the it's a trap in my opinion i'm not taking him those points that he scored a few years ago just it cost him his health today and that's why he's not the same player he's hanging on him by a thread he's not 24 25 years old anymore he's 27 and a half and even back in 2017 when he played not last year he had 36 receptions 11th innovative tackles and 13th break right run rate it's pretty good but it's i don't i'm not taking ito smith's there he had 32 targets last year and 13 games and there's news coming out that quadri olsen is going to have the short yardage work. So what you're telling me is Devonta Freeman is going to get his touches from inside the 20s, and he has to score from 20-plus yards out right now. Let's that. hear Stompy's side now because let me just tell you right now. You don't believe, I, you're not going to agree with me because you like Devonta Freeman. The Atlanta offense is going to be – let me hear the fantastic sign. Hit yep. the fantastic. <sighs> Dude, where Hit it. Is? I'm looking for it. I actually don't have it right here. Stompy, go ahead, buddy. Oh, wait. The, the, fantastic. Yeah, the floor <laughs> is yours, Stompy. So, I mean <clears> – <throat> I mean, it's fun to think that Ito Smith and Quadri Olison are somehow going to take touches away from 
Devonta Freeman? They will. I mean, there's no. There's, you're telling I mean, me what's his touch into, more than Tevin Coleman will no. or would? We'll see. Edo Smith was a rookie last year. More than Tevin, really? I'm I'm asking you. Do you think the combination of Quadriolis and Edo Smith will equal the touches that Tevin Coleman did Ab- in like 2016 and 2017? Absolutely right, not. Time will tell. They're not going to have the same amount of players. Don't tie. Don't tie. No, no now you're just now <laughs> you're deflecting. I want you to tell me if you actually believe that Edo Smith and Quadrioles. I want you to tell me you think that Devonta Freeman is question. a workhorse running back. I absolutely think he's a workhorse running back. Uh, Answer his question right. again. But do you really expect them to take away? enough touches for him not to get 225 carries enough for him not to get 60 plus targets this season dude he's not going to be efficient on those touches I'll... i mean he's been efficient in his entire career how was he how was, how was he last year he's too I mean, he was injured he played two games last exactly year. i don't know how that helps you in any way it's just more time off he, we'll see how he is in football yeah, so more I... time off meaning like his legs are are good to go this year. So Kareem Hunt's good to go, and he comes back in nope. week 10. All right. Keep going, Stompy. Keep bashing him. Oh, I'll take it. But, I mean, beyond the fact, right. beyond that, and and you like, you're, you're going to just hammer away at 2015. What happened in 2016? What happened in 2017? Let me know. RB6. Okay. RB6. Yes. RB13. 13. It's not like, and mind you, this was RB13 in 14 games. It's not like he wasn't producing in those other two years. The fact remains is that Edo Smith and Quadriolison do not equal Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman was vying for the starting position in 2015 before he got hurt and before Freeman took it from him and ran with it. Yes. Not to mention, and, and I, I'm going to just reiterate all the arguments that you tried to use mm-hmm. for me. Yes, they upgraded their offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're in a high-powered offense. Yes, they play in 13 out of 16 games in a dome. That's helpful for Matt Ryan. And it's helpful for that entire offense. They're going to have a lot of scoring opportunities. He is the pass catcher in that backfield. Whether you like it or not, he's still going to get you 60-plus targets. He's still going to get 225-plus carries. I don't know about that. Sure he is. I don't think you get two twenty five carries. I think you're seeing more two hundred, probably no. like two hundred and fifty touches total. I can see that. I'm not gonna argue I it. I would not be surprised to see him hit three hundred uh touches this season. Especially in a in a contract year mm. where they pr- are likely cutting him next season because of his contract. They will likely run him into the ground. That's a good point. The contract year argument is a good argument. I am passing on Devonta Freeman in the third round. Fourth round, I'm a little more interested. But where he's going well, in but, the drafts, okay, I'm not that's fine. Off. But let's look at ceilings here. Okay, Marlon Mack's not really part of the passing. Marlon Mack's ceiling. Do you want to talk ceiling? Is yes. the top ten, top five running back if he does get passing work? Hold on. Yeah, if he does, but he that's there's in no, his ceiling. Naheem Naheem Hines had yeah. how many targets last season? I don't have the numbers right in front of me. Believe he had over sixty targets. Yeah. So if you give Marlon Mack thirty-five targets, say they pass more to running backs this year, that increases his upside. You take away all of his passing work last year, which was very little. I understand that. He was the running back twelve. Believe the stat wasn't that. And he, whenever they were winning games, I apologize. He had eighty-one targets last season. That's a pretty good. He had eighty-one targets. He had sixty-three receptions. So he's not. I mean, he's not nearly as part big a part of the pass game as. Devontae Freeman is in Atlanta. Now let's look at Derrick Henry. Is Derrick Henry part of the pass game? No, but that upside, he can lead a league in rushing. If you're talking people that can lead a league in rushing, you, it's definitely in the realm of possibilities. For he, even even with his calf? If he sits out the whole preseason and gets it back healthy and doesn't rush it back, yes. Now I'm not – I, I am a big Derrick Henry fan, as you know. I'm not taking him right now because I'm not taking guys who are injured in like the preseason. So I'm passing on Derrick Henry at the price right now, unfortunately. Like, I mean, Leonard Fournette's going ahead of Devontae Freeman. I'd rather have Devontae Freeman. I don't Freeman. like either. I'd rather have Devontae Freeman over Josh Jacobs, mm. Derrick Henry, David Montgomery. No. I mean, really – yeah. I mean, after Aaron Jones and maybe at about equivalent to Aaron Jones, I'm taking Devontae Freeman because – I know that Devontae Freeman is the workhorse in Atlanta. It's, he will be involved in – he's a three-down back in Atlanta. It's a trap. You cannot, you cannot say that for Marlon Mack. You cannot say that for Josh Jacobs. You cannot say that for Derrick Henry. Why can't you say that for Josh Jacobs? 
because they still have Jalen Richard, who was the who was a, a top twenty four running back. Yeah, last you're season. not going to see a running back nowadays like that get eighty plus percent of touches. You're going to have them obviously get rotated out. Like nowadays, they're running towards not working. There's only about like three or four true workhorse backs in the league. And unfortunately, oh, speaking of another eighty one yard target, Jalen Richard had eighty one yeah, targets. Jalen Richard's a great PPR option, but Josh Jacobs can cast catch. You can't deny. He- I, that's fine. Yeah. But I'm saying that I am more confident that Devontae Freeman will be on the field more than I will, any of the guys. I'll I put mentioned. a simple table bet right now, Josh Jacobs or Devontae Freeman. I'll take Josh Jacobs. Be- I will I should I'll give you one to five. I will say Devontae wow. Freeman, barring injury over Henry, Montgomery, Jacobs, Matt. I love that. Wow. I love that. I love that. I love you, Stompy. I just love yeah, sitting right. back. So we'll, like, I just love sitting back watching you two go at it, and yeah, you just we'll, made a, the, a bold table bet. I love it. I, I respect the boldness, and, you know, Devante that's his guy. Over Mac, Jacobs. Here's my thing, Who and else? this is why I think his value, I mean, he's a value right now, and I know you don't because you don't think he can be a top 10, top 12 mm-hmm. running back. Nope. You already mentioned that. He's going as the RB seventeen. Yeah, which is that's a that's a price where you people it's a trap because people are going to think it's a value, but in reality you're chasing previous year's numbers. But I see, I disagree though. Yeah, I and mean, when well, time will tell with that. But we got to get moving on to the show. And in that range of outcomes, you have Adam Thielen or Stefan Diggs. I love Stefan Diggs, but this is a tough decision. Drafters are going to have to make. And then you see as the preseason goes on, their price disparities have opened up a little bit. You have Thielen going at the three hundred two. And you have Diggs going late third, early fourth. So the simple math of that really is Diggs is the upside choice, whereas Thielen is the more consistency choice. So who do you lean, mm. Stompy? Do you go Stefan Diggs or do you go Adam Thielen? So I actually think Thielen's a sell right now. Yeah, but for traditional redraft Th- league. Thiel- you know. Traditional redraft, I'm still going Diggs because okay. I don't think Adam Thielen is a wide receiver one at any anymore in his career. Okay. In, in terms of fantasy, I but I, I we've seen Diggs Diggs's upside, and I think Diggs has that upside basically because of um, because he's good. Well, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but basically because of age, and then I don't know if A dot comes into this. I don't know if Thielen or Diggs had the better A dot, but beyond basically, it's Thielen's target share went dropped dramatically in the second half of last season. It did. Sure. Dad, who do you lean, Thielen or Diggs? You better do the right answer here. I'm going to have to well, get over this before table. Before I flip say it. that, I just want to say that I believe Stompy won the debate. I told about, you before I even started debating that Stompy that. was going to win anyway, the debate because you're here. Listen, anyway, we're off that subject. Diggs or Thielen. I don't think there's a bad choice here. These two guys are both fan, fan, fantastic fantasy wide receivers. Ooh, it's safe fantasy. to say – that both of them are going to get some regression because Minnesota wants to run the ball more. I mean, Diggs is the more consistent player. He's received six or more targets in 14 games, including nine games with double-digit targets. So Thielen has a had a, hard, a hot start last year, mm-hmm. but he cooled off consistent considerably as the season progressed. So yep. I think Diggs will give you a chance to win every week while Thielen could go away for weeks at a time. So my choice right there would definitely be Diggs. I like that. See, I go. Well, you guys don't have to ask me. I do go. Diggs. Well, we already I, know. I, we already know where you. I like going, Thielen so. a lot. I feel like Thielen's in the slot, and slot targets are very valuable. And if they do lean more run heavy, you'll probably see him get more targets. But from weeks one to fourteen, both Thielen and Diggs were in top six in the NFL in targets, and Thielen was leading the league in the NFL for receptions. And Diggs is twenty-five and coming off a top ten wide receiver season, whereas Thielen outproduced him, but you know, in one more game, granted. But he's returning twenty-nine this year. So I also lean Diggs. In the last three games, Diggs showed more than Thielen, in my opinion. So it's going to be interesting to see if Thielen does take a step back now for the younger part, Diggs, to finally make a step forward. And while Thielen is going higher in drafts, and I don't mind Thielen, but I'm passing on Thielen at that price. Give me on Johnson over Thielen. And if I have a later-round pick, you bet you bet. I'm looking for this guy named Stefan Diggs in the, in the end of the third-round range. Now, Guys, I'm not looking forward to drafting, and I won't own this year in redraft is Philip Lindsay. And I'm sorry that hurt your feelings, Stompy. As a Broncos fan, 
But I don't know where you lie on Philip Lindsay. Last year, you were the one that was touting him more than anyone else before the season started. He said, keep your eye out for Philip Lindsay. Well, we loved him last year, too. Yeah, don't we liked forget. him. I loved he, Philip Lindsay last did, year. We got him off the waiver wire. He did fantastic He's going as running back 23 right now. In our dynasty. And last year, he was awesome. I loved Philip Lindsay but last year. He except lost, for the championship. He lost the but, championship game by less than one point to Bart. Who, mm-hmm. Bart's got the belt. Bart's laughing at us right now, but... Lindsey was a great player off the waiver wire, and he, he boned us in the end. But anyway, go ahead, Stompy. Well, so, I mean, at RB23, I'm actually fine with it. And the reason is, and, and a lot of people will point to Theo Riddick signed. Ah, I don't really care. He he doesn't have near the explosion. He's not a threat to run up the middle. Um, I just don't expect Theo Riddick to be much of anything this year. And so what that means for me is that Lindsey steps into that uh, pass catching satellite plus roll. And, and I think I said this last year with you guys, I can see Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay being the poor man's version and maybe not even poor man's version at this point. We'll, we'll call them a uh, middle-class version <laughs> of Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Um, and it looks like they want to do, uh, they want to be more 50, 50 with Royce Freeman and Royce Freeman, uh, has been great thus far uh, this preseason. Sure he has, yeah. But Philip Lindsay, listen, he had over 1,700 yards from scrimmage in mm. college his last two seasons. He had a 53, 53 reception season his junior year. 53 receptions. And then he followed that up with a 23. He actually, this is his reception, receptions. He had 14, 27, 53, 23. The guy can catch the ball. And the only reason he didn't last year was because of Devontae Booker and, and whatever nonsense that they were trying to run with Devontae Booker. Devontae Booker's not there. Theo Riddick's old and de- lacks the explosion he used to have. Philip Lindsay will be the satellite plus back there. And again, this is another – I wouldn't I, – I really think, and I don't know why 60-plus sticks in my head, but I think Philip Lindsay could get 60-plus targets this season. Hey. And that, and not to mention, he was extremely efficient on the ground last season as well. So, could he put up an Alvin Kamara type type season where he gets like 800 yards, 900 yards on the ground, 500 yards through the air? Absolutely. Um, and at and at wide receiver or running back 23, I think he's a pretty good value because I still think he has high end RB two upside. I mean, you go, I'll go. All right, go ahead. I like what Snoppy said when he said satellite back plus because this guy's not a workhorse running back, and he was amazing last year. I love watching him last year. Fun, really fun player to watch. You can't even say he's not. No. He's electric. But they learned if you run this guy at the middle over and over again, he's going to get hurt. He's a sub-190-pound running back, so they're going to put him more in that satellite back role. Theobrick doesn't really scare me that much, but he's going in that range where you have guys I love. I love him, Stompy, and that's Robert Woods. That's Kenny Galladay. That's Chris Godwin. That's Tyler Lockett I take over Philip Lindsay. And the running back price is definitely fair. I don't have a problem with that. But in that range, I'm going wide receiver more often than not because of all the wide receiver one upsides you have there. Whereas I don't believe Philip Lindsay offers me that running back one upside. And I'm probably passing on him, but he's fun to watch. And I hope the best for him. And I definitely see a little bit of a mini, like you said, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara role. Running back 39 is where Freeman's going, Dad. So he's going like way down, and he's going to get more carries. Yeah. Broncos are talking about a possible split in the backfield. And, yeah, it's a lot of camp talk, but I feel like if you're going 0RB or waiting on running back more, he's going all the way in the eighth round right now, end of the eighth round. And I'd rather have that price for someone that's going to get, you know, probably like a f- more favor of Lindsey and touch share. But I, I really think Royce Freeman, they're going to look at the draft capital and how much you're paying them and factor that into how much they use them this year. Yeah, L- Lindsay's going at the 410. So, I mean, the undraft- undrafted rookie last year ran for over 1,000 yards, making him probably the biggest surprise in fantasy football, right? Like I said, we picked him up off the waiver wire. He did fantastic for us um, until he had that uh, injury on his wrist. So he did an off-season surgery on his wrist, but he says he's 100%. So he looks good in camp and still remains atop the depth chart. So Freeman, I think Freeman has the power there, while Lindsey has more finesse, right? The bottom line Ooh. is Lindsey is a risk-reward type of player who could be a league winner, but could also end up not leading the team in carries, especially with Royce Freeman earning more time. So, I mean... Oh, no, and I agree with that. Yeah. I, I do think... I, I would not be surprised 
to see Royce Freeman have more carries. Yeah. I do think Lindsey leads the team in touch or leads running, running backs in touches. Now and and for me and and I'll say this like just because my, my draft strategy this year is like running back heavy early because I think you can get very good wide receivers late. So even with like Robert Woods and Kenny Galladay there, I mean I'm still looking for my like running back three there. So if I can get one of, let's say, if I could somehow get Kamara and then get like Nick Chubb, and then I could get like Lindsey or Carson. Or, or sorry, and then I could get like Freeman and then Lindsay or Carson there. I'm doing that all so day you, because like I could go four straight and then I could get somebody like Tyler Boyd as my RB1, ooh, Tyler Lockett, or my ooh. wide receiver one, Tyler Lockett yep. as my wide receiver that's, one. That's not bad strategy right there. Now, there's a lot of strategies you can do this year. I know it's not being a pass. You could check out mock draft episodes out last year. Running back is usually a strategy. And that is if you get Kamara, Chubb, Marlon Mack, and then Lindsay, you know, I just did that, but uh, you know, it's it's cool. But if you say you were to go to wide receiver early straight, I know you never do it, Stompy, and I get that you gotta stay true to what you like to do. But for some zero RB guys out there, because you know, take that you can go Julio, Michael Thomas, you can get Cooper, then Diggs, and say you're looking for that running back too, past round seven. I want to know who is one of your favorite running back twos you can lead them with confidence that are going past around seven price point right now. Well, I think you brought one up, Royce Freeman. That's I think is probably the safest. Ooh, um, I'd argue that. My guy. You, you, you t- t- who's your guy? Latavius Murray. Wow. Latavius. Get out of <laughs> I don't. All right. I'm going to lose my. Why don't you like Latavius I'm gonna, Murray? I'm going to lose my. <laughs> Whoa, I got to edit that out. About Latavius Murray because I don't. Everybody thinks he's just stepping into this Mark Ingram role. Oh, I don't think he, he is. He is not Mark I don't Ingram. I think he is. I think he's a, okay. think he's a lesser That's a valid version. point. He is not Mark Ingram. No, he's faster than Mark Ingram. But I'm not even regarding it. Mark Ingram wanted to be on the field. He saw him on the sideline. I heard about this, that he was looking angry because he wasn't getting the ball. I think that Latavius Murray is the lesser Mark Ingram role, but he can still get some goal line touches. You know Kamara is amazing on the goal line. But Okay, but he, he, here's the thing, though. Like, we know, and, and it's coming out from Den- the Denver Broncos, that it will be closer to 50-50. Yep. And they will likely run more. Especially with Joe Flacco at the helm. Joe Flacco. <laughs> Elite right. Joe well, Flacco. No. What do you I mean, so let's just say that there's 400, 450 carries to split between the running backs. That's a lot of carries. You could see Royce Freeman getting over 200 carries. I think you're looking at the 190 or 220 range for sure. I love Royce Freeman, but the cool thing is you can get both of them stoppy. And if you go like a zero RB strat and you have all these stud wide receivers up top and you say you get like a Chris Carson in the fourth or fifth or something like that and you package it up with a Latavius Murray in the seventh and a Royce Freeman in the eighth, you're looking pretty good. I just like Latavius Murray because in the seventh round, he's going to get some carries regardless because Sean Payton doesn't like giving Kamara all that work because he doesn't want to hurt him. And you saw that he does, you know, Kamara could get overworked. I want to see Kamara get all the carries. I love Kamara. Probably equally as much what you would do. Stompy. That's probably you probably like him more than me because you have been big Kamara guy. But I feel like you can't give him all these touches because it's going to risk the chance of injury for him. And he, Peyton does not want Kamara to get hurt. And then the cool thing about Latavius Murray is if something were to happen to Alvin Kamara, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying if where does Latavius Murray value go? It's a lot of upside you have if Kamara were to miss time. I hope Kamara doesn't. But even without Kamara missing time, I think that Latavius Murray has some standalone value. Uh, well, and that and that's fine. I, I agree. But I mean, we've had Kamara's missed one game in two seasons. Right. Yep. The guy like avoids being hit. He's a smart runner. He's Very like smart fantastic, runner. Yeah. fantastic. This is what you want to see from his though. size, especially. Um. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I I can get behind it, but. I would rather and, – and I guess when you're looking at these middle rounds, like when you look at who's going around Latavius Murray, I mean, there's not a lot to be excited about. No. Um, but with like Royce Freeman, you have like D.D. Westbrook, Marvin Jones. I know you guys talked about him with uh, Elliot Christ. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I, I get it there as well. Um, some other guys, and, and I'm just looking – Damian Harris is a guy that could be – a league winner this year and i'm saying league winner in the in this fact that we know sony michelle has his knee injuries we know that the patriots are likely to win the afc east so let's just say that they choose to rest michelle the final few games of the season 
or he gets injured. Damian Harris steps into a huge role. Absolutely. I, think. I love um, Damian Harris. Like, I actually, my best ball teams, I have the highest percentage. My running back is Damian Harris. Damian Harris, I have like seven go. out of ten shares, I believe it mm-hmm. is right now. But uh, who's your running back you want to get? Is it Damian Harris? Yeah, I mean, if, I, if I'm waiting on an RB2 way past the seventh round, I do like Miles Sanders at the 709 spot. Uh-huh. I like Royce Freeman at the 810, and Ooh. I like Harris at the 907. So just, I'll just give you a little bit on all three of them. So Sanders, yes, there's a crowded backfield there. Last three years, there, there has only been one running back who topped 42 snaps in a game, and that was Darren Sproles. Okay? So, so far, Sanders has looked the best in camp and will probably start the season in a timeshare with Jordan Howard and and whatever, whatever. But he does have – I think he's going to be the overall starter there mm-hmm. after some time. So, Freeman, we just talked about him, so I won't really get into him. I'll just say last year they had no choice to use Lindsey as he ran circles around Freeman, right? Lindsey looks the, the part in camp, but Freeman, I think, is getting all the hype. Mm-hmm. So, that's all I'll say on him. Yep. Harris – Harris is definitely a three-down player. I think he's going to get the opportunity to push for touches, and he also has a great ability to catch the ball. Yes, he does. People forget about that. Um, that Patriots, it's going to be a cool offense to watch. It's not going to be, mean, I don't Belichick, know. Belichick, it's hard to yeah. figure out what he one does. Week, but he game Harris, plans, Harris can be their three-down back Belichick games right plans really well for teams. So, like, yeah. one week he'll, like, use a sure. – so you're not good against pass-catching running backs. He'll overuse that. He's a smart coach. But sure. for fantasy, it could be frustrating. But in best ball – yeah. Damian Harris is the target you want to definitely grab. Here's a here's one more sneaky one in the tenth. You can get Peyton Barber. Mm. All right, we're, we're doing all these. Give me Jalen Samuel. Starter. The starter. Well, no, I mean for all for all intents and purposes, sure. Peyton Barber is the starter in Tampa Bay. Absolutely. Again, don't. I mean, I don't know what that means for touches, <laughs> right. but he was ninth in the I league mean, in carries last you year. You can if you if you can get Peyton Barber as getting st- starter snaps mm. in Tampa Bay. In round ten, round eleven, I'm doing that all day. Sure. Mm-hmm. No problem with that. No I, problem. I agree with that. You do want to get those touches at that price, and you know, there's this 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 player around the fantasy industry that, in my <laughs> opinion, just gets disrespected. You know, and he's a really good runner as a quarterback, yeah, and a man, can he oh, run? Oh my god! But but you gotta forget. <laughs> he can't throw. He, he's yeah, getting better. He, he can't throw, people he's say. He's getting better. He can't throw. He's going at QB 18 or 19 right now, and people are, you know, I'm not even going to tell you to draft him. Just let him keep falling. I'll take him cheaper. I love Lamar Jackson this oh. year. You want to know who else loves Lamar Jackson? Who? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. You love Lamar Jackson too? Oh, no, I think love's an understatement. Whoa. Well, let's, let's, let it, I, let's hear I am, why. I am – on the I'm conducting this trip. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am gonna say a couple of things first. I know I'm just gonna give Stompy the floor right, in a second. Yeah. I'm just gonna say one. Well, you go first, I'll go, then we'll have to give Stompy right, the yeah, floor. Perfect. That works for me. So QB eighteen nineteen right now. That's a joke. All right. I have him top twelve in my rankings. He is my number twelve quarterback. Rushing upside. That's all I gotta say. I'm not gonna give you the stats or all that stuff. He's improved as a passer every single year going back to college. And I don't know why people don't think he will. He's twenty two. He's young unlike Devonta Freeman, who's old. And you don't even have to draft this guy high. You, you really don't because he's going so cheap in drafts. But, the, again, he's young. Unlike Devonta Freeman, he is young. So what do you guys say? You know, they picked up some wide receivers in a draft, so I don't think Jackson is going to be used the same way he was in 2018. Um, so as a, as a rookie, I think they're going to use him a lot more in a passing game. They say he's making big strides in his accuracy and consistency, right? Um Rushing production is still going to continue to fuel Jackson's fantasy value in 2019, but if he can just become an average passer, which he's working on throughout training camp and before that, it will be a big boost to his weekly ceiling and his floor. Take it away, Stompy. Why do you like Lamar Jackson? No, no, no. Like is an understatement. We love Lamar Jackson. Love. love Let's hear it. I mean, what it comes down to is this. Yes, he has the rushing floor. He is arguably the best runner of all time coming out of college. He had two straight 3,000 yards passing. 3,000 yards passing. You said 3,000 yards what? Passing. Oh, yeah. He passed the ball (laughs) for over 3,000 yards. So two straight 3,000-yard passing, 1,000-yard rushing seasons. Fantastic. He got better in every season in college. And then all of a sudden he gets thrown into the middle of his first NFL season with a 
an offense that's not built around him, an offensive coordinator that doesn't really know how to use him and isn't prepared for him, they run him 20, 27 times, 27 times in his first start as a quarterback in the NFL. So that should tell you exactly how much Marty Morningwig didn't know how to use Lamar Jackson last season. He steadily improved in adjusted yards per attempt in every game last season. Uh, yes, and, and I understand he, he only threw for 200 yards once, but again, when you only throw the ball 22 times, that's going to happen. Oh, yeah, he was second. He was the second rookie quarterback in yards per attempt in basically every passing court category last season. But somehow people think Josh Allen is going to be a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Wait, wait, Are you kidding Wait, hold on, hold on. There's people out there saying Josh Allen's going to be better than Lamar Jackson? Yes, oh. there are many people who are saying Oh, that. that's just that's just not wise. It's sad. If that's just, it's You know sad. what? Thank you for people that do that. This makes me like Lamar Jackson. Must be all Buffalo but, fans. <laughs> but but Gre- okay, and then, and then let's talk about his his off- new offensive coordinator, Greg Roman. Mm-hmm. He was the offensive coordinator for Tyrod Taylor's best season as a passer, oh. for Colin Kaepernick's best season oh. as a passer, one of Alex Smith's best seasons oh. as a passer, not and in, not including the Kansas City yeah, season. And they were all they're all running backs. And Greg Roman has yet to have a quarterback that has thrown for f- less than 416 passing attempts and less than 3,100 yards. And I know that may not be impressive to you, but if let's say Lamar Jackson gets like averages 200 yards a game passing, and let's say he averages f- low in 50 yards rushing, you're talking about over 4,000 yards uh, total or total yards from scrimmage. Plus, if you throw in, let's say, 20, 15 to 20 passing touchdowns, 5 to 10 rushing touchdowns, I mean, you're talking about a top 10 guy right there, and these aren't obscene numbers. No. And not to mention that we've getting, we're getting camp reports that he's improving basically every day mm-hmm. in camp. His, his uh, passing looks ex- a lot better than it did last season. He's added muscle. He's added muscle. He's, and it, I, it's just – there is nothing beyond what you were seeing with the eye test last season that is telling you that he's not going to be a good quarterback this season or even a good passer. And again, he doesn't need to be elite. He doesn't need to throw for 4,000 yards. He can get things done on the ground. Like he could very easily surpass 1,000 yards on the ground this season. Very easily. Absolutely. And I can't get over the fact you said someone or some people said Josh Allen's better. You're talking about, wait, hold on, like not the uh, the guy on Jacksonville, right? You're talking about the quarterback from Buffalo. Yeah, I'm talking uh, about the quarterback The guy from who Buffalo. had 20 turnovers with 12 interceptions and just 10 <laughs> touchdowns and also lost eight fumbles. And the guy who was uh, his first year as a pro was dead last in the league in completion percentage. That guy? But, but – you don't understand is he threw for over 200 yards in those last five games in each of the last five games. They also don't like to point out that he also threw the ball 10 more times than Lamar Jackson average in those last five. Games. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. but then they'll, but then they'll throw this argument. Out. Oh, but he throws the ball ball farther downfield. So you you would expect his completion percentage to uh, be lower. And I, I mean, the counter to that is adjusted yards per attempt, yards per attempt, yards per catch, rating, QB. I mean, there's so, it, there's no argument you can make to me that tells me that Josh Allen will be better than Lamar Jackson. I now, agree. now you can you you want to hear the hot take? Let's hear it. Lamar Jackson will be the best second year QB in fantasy football this season. He's basically. I got no, no I'll tell you. I'll tell you what he's saying, and it, I'll sum it up. He's going to be better than Baker Mayfield is what he's saying. Yep. And I, I, I can see it. It's definitely in the realm of possibilities. I have Baker a few slots I had Lamar Jackson because if I didn't, then what kind of Browns fan would I be? You know what I'm saying? And I have Odell as my wide receiver too. I'm on the Odell train. You can't not. Browns I mean, hey, really you, hey, he can like his guys. Oh, I can't. I like mine. All right? I'm not going to have the same takes as us. That's why fantasy drafts You've are different. You've been a Giant fan ever since you were a little kid. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to. Now, I mean, all of a sudden. It's been know. a couple months now. I'm happy. Yeah, it's all of a sudden. <laughs> anyway. I, I mean, hey, Lamar Jackson's a great value. And then people later in drafts, they're looking for sleepers. They wow. want someone that's going to possibly pop on their roster. So, Dad, I want you to give me, who is the sleeper you're looking to 
yeah. grab. And I'm talking, when I say sleeper, I mean past round 10. This is an early sleeper, but not nowadays a, it's more like past round 12. Not a problem. This sleeper I have loved for years. Oh, is this who and, I think it is? And I, I don't know who you think it is, but I love this guy so much this year. Daniel again. Jones? What? No. <laughs> you know, my favorite sleeper right now is Tyrell Williams. Uh, dude, I, Once I, again, okay? <laughs> Listen, Antonio Brown was the Raiders' big wide receiver acquisition this offseason, right? But Williams might turn out to be the better value in fantasy drafts. He's looking in as a, as he's locked up the number two option no matter what in the passing game. Should have a clear path to, I believe, 100-plus targets. William has been one of the most efficient wide receivers in the league over the past three seasons, averaging a 15.9 yards per catch. The last time Williams saw that kind of ample volume, he turned 119 targets into an 18th place PPR finish. He has that type of ceiling this year and looks like a prime target as your wide receiver three, wide receiver four. So I believe he is flying well under the radar with an ADP of the 1205 spot. I love Tyrell Williams. You love year. Tyrell Williams. I expect you to get him in all our home leagues because I'm not thinking I'm taking him over you. I don't mind Tyrell Williams. I think he's a great value, but you love this guy. After the 10th round, he is Stompy, the guy I'm You targeting. like Tyrell Williams this year? Just yes or no. Um, yes or no. Yes or no. <laughs> Quick little answer. We're, we're running close on time. Not really. Uh-oh. What? So who is your sleeper you like to grab? <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm just going to point out the how the sausage is made here. Whoa. I have on the show sheet. Don't use Albert Wilson. Oh, yeah. So you can mention it. So Stompy's guy is Albert Wilson. I respect that Albert Wilson. We love Albert Wilson. I love Albert Wilson. But I knew you were going to say telling that. Telling me I can't do I was. I want you to go outside of what you – I know what you're going to do. The show sheet does say don't use Albert Wilson, Stompy. Let's hear it, Albert Wilson. Let's hear it. No, That's his guy. You can't take it from him. All right. So I'll let, no, it's I'll let you talk about Albert Wilson, but who was the other sleeper? I, I, I actually have another Raider that I like. Oh, oh. I know he's going to say. Who do you think I'm going to say? Are you going to say that's your Darren Waller or Hunter Renfro? That's Darren Waller. Do I win something for getting that right? You're out of your mind. You you might as well talk about it. Well, I mean, I gave you you the basic (laughs) answer. Darren Waller, let's hear it. Tight end. Yeah, so converted wide receiver. Uh, A lot of rave reviews coming out of camp right now saying that he's unguardable. Um, He ran a 4-4-6-40. But I want you to guess what his size is. How tall and how much does he weigh? Is he my height? I believe you're 6'6". Six, six, I'm 6'6". Six, right? six. Yep. Oh, I am Darren Waller. But I bet you he weighs more well, than Well, yeah, you. I'm on cutting right now. <laughs> I am cutting right now. I'm bulking. What's he weigh, Stompy? Okay, probably 270, 260. 255 pounds. Oh, and he ran a 4'6", 4'4", 6'4". Wow. Wait, hold on. 4'4", 6'? Four, four, I can't six. do that. <laughs> no, we know that. I'm a QB. 99th percentile speed score. That's impressive. Now, he wasn't overly productive in college, but he was a wide receiver at Georgia Tech. So I don't know what you really expect from a wide receiver at Georgia Tech. There's not a lot of Demarius Thomases and Calvin Johnsons out there. No. He's stepping into a role that saw 101 targets last season in Jared Cook. And, I mean, granted, he's not Jared Cook, and I don't think you can expect 100 targets, but he's still stepping into a voluminous role. And the passing offense of John Gruden and Derek Carr is more lateral, which means that they throw to tight ends. They throw to um, slot receivers. They throw to running backs. And... So that's why I really like Darren Waller, uh, especially where he's going. And I have to look here. He's a tight end 28. Wow. He's in the 21st round right now. Tight end 28. And and again, I I don't know how much you can expect here, but like if you get Mark Andrews numbers from him this year, and Mark Andrews is like a mid middle TE2, like you're getting return on investment like crazy. Mm-hmm. But if he steps into that Jared Cook role and just, let's say, get produces 75% of what Jared Cook did, you're talking about a, a tight end one this season. And he's going in the 21st round in 12-team uh, draft. It's an unbelievable steal, especially if you like – he's not going to be your tight end one unless you really want to punt it and bet, put all your marbles in on Darren Waller. But he's like basically a free tight end, too, is what Snoppy's saying, because most leagues don't have more than 16 rounds. So right. you, if you have a short bench, you probably wait on the waiver wire, keep an eye out for him. Um, I probably wouldn't take him in a five bench league just because I'm not rostering two tight ends in a five bench league. But if you're in like a eight bench league, that last roster spot, sure, take a Darren Waller. My guy is hold on, hold oh, on, Albert I'm Wilson, my guy. top twenty four wide receiver. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I love Albert Wilson, but I'm not that bullish on him. But hey, I, we uh, we will take it. We have him in our bold. dynasty league with yeah, Nick we, Chubb we and like, Odell Beckham. We like Wilson, so we're on. We're with you on that stompy. <laughs> I'll take the top twenty four. I don't think it's gonna happen, but uh, it, why don't I think it it's happen. gonna happen? 
Dexter Williams. My man, Dexter Williams in Green Bay. He's there. He's better than Jamal Williams. 78th percentile agility score. 86th percentile burst score. He's 212 pounds. He has the size to be a starting running back. He's looked good in camp. Aaron Jones is not the healthiest dude in the world. I mean, it's, no. you can't say it. He does get injuries, underweight. So, and I think he's better than Jamal. And they're going to use two running backs. And I think eventually when he gets on the field, he has the ability in his rookie year to outproduce Jamal Williams. And if anything were to happen to Aaron Jones, I think you're going to see Dexter Williams step up and make a difference. There's a reason why I had this guy in six out of seven dynasty leagues. And the one I didn't get him in is because I traded all my picks away. But I love Dexter Williams as a rookie prospect, especially in dynasty. But this year, I think it's possible you can see a little bit of a pop. And now, before we get you out of here, Stompy, what's your draft day tip for people? Like, what's the quick little tip that you could help people? Our best tip we had last year was from Nick, and he said, don't drink too much tequila. I love that <laughs> tip. But what is your draft day tip, Stompy? Well, don't drink too much, really. I, I was drinking weed and waters all day one day, and then I was given a boiler maker, and I ended up in the bathroom oh. for the last, like, four rounds. So don't do that. Um, honestly – have fun. I don't know. This is so where you put me on the spot. Here? It's on the show sheet. Yeah, but still, like, <laughs> I don't have a draft day tip. Uh, be good. That's get there you go. good. That's good. That's a good tip. You gonna learn today? That's the, yes. I'll give you a tip. Oh no! The, all right, all right, all right. right. <laughs> I, I actually got two tips. One tip will be quick. Just ignore the noise from your other drafters. If you really like a player and you want to draft them, yeah. then go ahead and get them early. Go ahead and get I your like guy. It. If you like your guy. Derek, Derek Brown, get right, your guy. Get your guy. Team, get your guy. So get your guy. The, the biggest thing I have when people come to the drafts is they don't know the scoring. They, they, you, 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 you invite them into the league and they don't, know, they don't know the scoring. Well, this is a quick one. Oh. So sometimes overlook, people overlook the fantasy rules. that they, they show up on draft day and ask whether the league is a half-point PPR Full point PPR. Come on, guys. You want to Learn your rules as soon as the league is established, and then you can practice on mock drafting in the format you are playing in. Those are my draft tips for the week, the day, whatever you want. I like that. I like that. Two quick ones. My draft day tip is to make sure you have Cheez-Its by you. cheez If you don't have Cheez-Its. Yes! I like that. Your draft tip. Your your draft tip is Cheez-Its. If you don't have white cheddar Cheez-Its Cheez-Its, you, really. you are messing up. White cheddar, hot and spicy, extra toasty. One of those three. Big Cheez-It guy. Hot and spicy. Hot and spicy always. are amazing. All right, I, I, I got one. Oh, I got. <laughs> I got one. Pseudo, pseudo running back or pseudo zero wide receiver this season Ooh. is the best draft okay. strategy. In Stompy's That is opinion. my draft tip. No, it, that is the best draft strategy. Okay. Scott Fishbowl, we got Lamar Jackson. Stompy didn't. I'm sorry you got sniped. I got sniped twice. Yeah. I got Dak. That's... I got snapped, sniped for Dak, and then Lamar. Back-to-back picks right before. One thing I'll say, one, one thing I'll say about Stompy, he is a defending champion until he's dethroned. So he's, and, got all season, yeah. he's got all season to oh, brag about. You got it. So no matter I don't what blame happens. him. And then he's, he's – you know, Stompy, I'll say it. He's pretty good at fantasy football. He's in and our he's in our listener league gonna, too. All right, go ahead. Let, let's go ahead. If you want a chance to go against me, right. who apparently cannot beat my dad for whatever it's worth, last year, you can beat. You can go against the guy that did beat me five times last year. That's right. That's and me. Then, that's me. And then now you can go against the Scott Fishbowl Eight Champion. Yep, that's the Stompy. in our listener league. So in the description below, we have a form. You just gotta fill that out. Um, make sure you subscribe to us to follow the rules. And if you do end up like wanting to actually really, really be in this league, to increase your chances like tenfold. All you got to do is donate to FantasyCares.net. Screenshot that donation. Put that in there. And we'll definitely probably get you an listener if you do that. So donate. People have been donating out. pretty good at some money. If you, you want to so go against this man, Stompy. Stompy, what do you got to say to the people that want to go against you real quick? Yeah. What do you got to say? I'm, be- I'm better than all of you. Whoa. All of them. All of us? Even me, Stompy. Yep. Oh, that's not saying much, bro. Uh, you know I'm the fantasy football champion of the universe, you know, right, Paul? That, you know, this is all going to change in our listener league. Yeah, this is I, what matters. If you don't beat us in our listener league, Stompy, oof. You got where's it. your credit go? Oof. Where does my credit Yeah, I'm going to take Devonta Freeman first round. What are you going to do? No, you're not. I mean, I, you waste that pick. Oh, no. I'm excited to draft with Stompy. Tell haven't him. been in a draft with Stompy yet, and we're excited. We are excited that Stompy's in the league. We are ex- excited for our listener league. 
and it's filling up quick. So get them in, guys. Yeah. Come on. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Where can they find you on Twitter, Stompy? What are you doing in the industry? Uh, find me at FF Stompy on Twitter. That's my personal Twitter. Uh, listen to me on the Dynasty Diagnostic. You can follow us at DYNO Diagnostic. Uh, and the Superflex Super Show at Superflex Show. And then I also put out articles for FF Statistics. At, that's at FF Statistics underscore. Yeah. So you can follow my Twitter man. at Justin FSFF, the podcast Twitter at FireSNFF. And something happened over the past Whoa. few days. What happened? Someone got a Twitter for the first <laughs> time in their life. And that's my daddy that's on Twitter. Right. Where can they find you on Twitter? It's at Paul FSFF. It'll be in the description below. Go follow this guy. We're teaching him how to use it. He's not That's really right. sure. We're he learning. doesn't know what's showing up to anyone We're yet, but it's, it's just the content learning. we need. It's content, and I like it. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks for stopping and coming on. Hope you guys Thanks, liked Stompy. it. If you made it this far, subscribe if you're new. Check out the listener links app, and we'll see you guys next time. See ya.